What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. And here we go. Episode 26 of the Announcer Schedules podcast is here. I'm your host, Mike Gill, Phil DeMont Mollen. He is the voice, the face, the handle behind at Announcer Skeds. And of course, episode 26 brings us soccer, NFL, NBA, college football, championship weekend, and so much more as we get past oh, the Thanksgiving holiday. Phil, hopefully you and your family had a very, very special Thanksgiving, but man, oh man, it is a crazy time of year. Yeah, ton going on. Uh, you know, we're past the the Thanksgiving week, which was, as we documented last week's show, a unprecedented amount of live sports with the World Cup happening at the same time. And yeah, here we go. Uh, you know, we we move into December and World Cup still going strong, and of course, uh, NFL and college football as well. And um, hey, before we get started, Mike, I do want to offer congratulations to you, a um, nomination of a pretty significant award. The National Sports Media Association came out with their nominees. Uh, They annually award um, the top sportscaster and also sports writer for each of the 50 states, and then also give a national award and induct a new Hall of Fame class every year. And you were amongst the nominees uh, for your work um, up there in New Jersey. So congratulations on that, a 2009 winner. So congrats, Mike. Uh, great stuff uh, to have the, you know, part of the Announcer Schedules podcast. Uh, you know, um, a very small part, I'm sure, you know, contending for this award. Yeah, thanks, Phil. Uh, I was actually pretty surprised when I saw my name on the list. Yes, I've been recognized in the past, but it's been a little while since I've been back on the list. Uh, very competitive up here 
in the state of New Jersey as uh, we have a lot of peripheral college announcers and stuff like that. So a uh, great list of guys. I know a lot of those people on that list. So uh, it's pretty cool to be mentioned with a bunch of those uh, guys who I've met, some that I know, some that I don't know, some whose work I'm very familiar with, but uh, pretty cool uh, just to be recognized with those people. Yeah, and um, you know, here in my home state of of North Carolina, I was excited to see you know announcer who I worked with uh, this year throughout the college football season, Eric Collins, on the list for the North Carolina Sportscaster of the Year. Um, also, Anish Shroff, who we've talked about a bunch on the show, um, on that list as well. Um, national Sportscaster finalist um, for this. 2022 calendar year adam amin al michaels ian eagle jim nance jason benetti joe buck joe davis kevin harlan mike tarico and mina kimes so that'll be interesting to see how that all shakes out and then you know there's a, a group who are hall of fame sportscaster finalist as well including a name that came up uh, recently on the show don Cricky. he he's amongst those finalists I, I won't go through all the list here but i just wanted to once again give you a big Congrats, Mike, uh, on earning that nomination. Very cool. Uh, thank you for that. And, uh, of course, we're part of the Sports Media Watch. Uh, you can get the podcast there on Sports Media Watch uh, feed. Like, rate, review, subscribe, leave a comment. Make sure you check out all of the material. You want to talk about ratings, record ratings on Thanksgiving Day. TJ and John on the Sports Media Watch podcast discuss that. Uh, George Hoffman, tell me a story I don't know. Is always an excellent uh, podcast just to – Kind of hear a couple of guys telling stories. It's always fun if you pop that on on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Sports Media Watch. Thursdays, generally, you will get the Announcer Schedules podcast. But do us a favor, like, rate, review, subscribe. Keep getting it out there. We got so many people in the industry that have been reaching out, telling us they've been listening. Uh, but uh, like, rate, review always helps. Get it out there so we can keep doing this. Episode 26 turns into uh, – NFL or World Cup. Why don't we start with the World Cup? Because Saturday morning at 10 o'clock, we will have the USA uh, against Netherlands and uh, the World Cup. Some overall thoughts on Fox and uh, FS1, the job they're doing. Yeah, I think overall, I've been enjoying it a bunch. You know, it's I like the time of day. We talked about that before, you know, with the maybe the exception of 5 a.m. on the East Coast, a little early for some of those games, but those games are, are beyond us. I am going to miss the group stage. Uh, I like it when, you know, there's a bunch of games happening on the same day and you, you've got even um, these last couple of days, it's it's where you've got two games going on at once sometimes and you're, you're going back and forth as far as those results. You know, it adds to the excitement. So I will miss that, but certainly the stakes become that much higher, um, which is phenomenal during the knockout stage. And I've been having a lot of fun where I'm at, um, at Brevard College. Our men's soccer team is so international. We've got 15 different countries represented across our roster. And eight of those countries are still alive in the World Cup tournament. So when when soccer players come over uh, to play college in the United States, uh you know, and they're from these countries. You can imagine they're pretty into it. We've got a big Brazilian contingency, so it's a fun time on campus for us. And, yeah, I, I think the production's been been strong. The announcing has been strong. I, I've enjoyed it. I'm sure, you know, uh, some people have dissected certain things about, about the coverage and that kind of thing. But to me, I think the presentation overall has been really good. And, you know, I've been watching the games with a lot of – uh, laymen as well, you know, people who don't necessarily know that much about soccer and that kind of thing. And I can see them becoming sort of 
you know, uh, magnetized to the event and, 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 and getting glued to the TV screen, especially when the U.S. is playing and understanding, you know, what's going on um, to, to a degree. And, you know, Fox isn't like, you know, putting this way over people's heads as far as understanding the sport of soccer as well. So overall, you know, I've, I've been enjoying it a bunch. Yeah, I like the the times. I do like and I've mentioned and I and I asked TJ and John, maybe there's a topic they can talk about more. John might have some more uh, thoughts on this. If there was a sport that kind of owned a early afternoon or late morning, like once a week, Wednesday, the NBA has a big game or Major League Baseball or hockey, you know, 11 a.m. on a Wednesday or noon or two o'clock, because these daytime games, USA and uh, Iran had a huge rating for Fox at two o'clock on a Tuesday. Uh, So it is shown that if you have an event, I'm not asking for 12 million people to watch at two o'clock on a Tuesday or a Wednesday. But I would imagine that Fox or NBC or CBS would love to have a million people watching something on a Wednesday afternoon. I mean, live sports seems to be where it's at. The one thing I will say, I am not a soccer fan. I have watched. I wish that Fox, and this isn't on the announcers at all, but would do it more like the Olympics, where I could learn more about these players and their backgrounds. I feel like every four years and eight years, if you're USA, they did not make it last time. We don't really know who these guys are. You know, who are these players? Where did they come from? How did they get here? Give us, a, like, the Olympic backstory of some of these guys and their story. Um, I think that that is one thing. If you are drawing in a casual audience who just doesn't know these guys like me, I have no idea where some of these guys came from, and I feel like I still don't. Um, and some of the games that don't involve USA – I don't know that they are giving us a lot of like the I go back to that Saudi Arabia win. I watched that game and it did not feel like it was a huge upset. I just did not have the backstory as to why that was so monumental over Argentina. So some of the production stuff like that, I don't know that that is in in terms of the guys doing the play by play and the analysts. They're doing a great job. It's just more of the backstory stuff that I'm looking more for. Yeah, and, you know, granted, I don't watch too much studio show um, material across all sports. And what I'm I'm guessing might be the case is that they're covering a lot of the ground you're talking about in the studio and it's in possible. those pregame shows and that kind of thing. More, you know, there's the, the Tom Rinaldi sort of essays and features and that kind of thing. I I haven't really seen too many of them because, again, like I just tune in when, when the whistle blows yeah. and the game kicks off. And you I know, will kind say, Phil, to be fair – Soccer has no stoppages, so there's no time to really give you a doc, uh, a produced package or piece. But, you know, there is a lot of down, back, and forth where maybe someone on the sideline can go down and say, hey, you know, you just saw so-and-so, and he's from, you know, New Hampshire, and he played here, and he went there, and here's his journey. I don't know. I, I just feel like it would be helpful to the sport to learn more about these guys. Yeah, and even on the U.S. men's national team, um, I was watching the game with a couple of my colleagues, and a couple of them are, are hardcore uh, fans of the the U.S. team and, and know all the players exactly who they are and you know where where they came from that kind of thing. And and I raised the question. I said, did any of these guys play college soccer? You know, any members of the the U.S. team? And it hadn't been talked about at all. You know, um, the, these guys who I was with who know the team inside and out didn't even know the answer. Right. Where and, did they come from? How? What was their path to get to the U.S. national team? I had a guy on my radio show on Wednesday 
And we talked about how, you know, these other countries have these academies and all this stuff. And he believes that in like 10 years, by the time the next World Cup comes around in the United States, that we will have had made so much more progress because of the way they're doing things at the younger stages. So where do the current players play? You know, are they MLS guys? I don't think so. But do they play overseas? What team, what club are they a part of? Uh, all that stuff. I, I feel like in watching some of these games, I don't have that understanding. So if I said, man, I really enjoy this and I enjoy that player, where can I see him? I don't know that I really have that answer. Yeah. And, you know, you, you mentioned it is tough to to cram a, a lot of that in during the broadcast itself, because unlike other sports, there aren't stoppages. You're yeah. right. Like, I mean, especially when the stakes are this high, like you are holding on, you're watching every single pass and, you know, um, you know, you're, you're glued to the action. But then again, like, I think it, it does do the, the sport and the viewers a, a great service to give some of these backgrounds, by the way, as far as the U S men's national team, very few played college soccer. Um, we looked it up while we were having this discussion. It was just a, uh, small handful um, schools like Akron, uh, Fairfield of all places, uh, Stanford were represented, but not not many. And most of these um, players on the U.S. team end up in Europe at a fairly young age uh, playing professionally and in these academies and so forth. And then there's another group of them, um, you know, these last few World Cups and this one included, who were actually raised in Europe. You know, they come from these military families and they and they are brought up in countries like Germany and, and, and France and Italy and so forth. So, you know, but, you know, I, I think, you know, the sport, the broadcast, you know, and certainly the fans on the U.S. side. And like you said, you know, as far as learning more about these international teams it would really benefit from learning more about the backgrounds. All right, uh, let's get the call. John Strong, Fox Sports, gave it to us here as USA beats Iran. Robinson, back for the captain, Tyler Adams. Austin McKay, Des making a big run. It's meant for him. Des is snuck in behind. Des in the middle. Pulisic scores! Might have paid the price, but the U.S. Pulisic with the goal, one nothing Iran, I should say, I guess. Uh, sorry about that. Uh, USA beats Iran, one nothing. John Strong called it right there. Yeah, um, well done by Strong. We, we've talked about him before on the broadcast. You know, he he did that MLS Cup, um, you know, here on, on U.S. soil, and he's part of that number one team with, with Stu Holden. Uh, so expect to hear those voices a bunch as, you know, U.S. Um, will play again on Saturday. That'll be the crew there. And certainly, you know, whatever the biggest game is on any, you know, given round or day, uh, expect that pairing over on Telemundo it sounded like this from Andres Cantor
Pulisic lo hizo. Gran jugada, pero enorme jugada. Y después este golpazo del 10 que dejó la vida por el gol. Gana Estados Unidos 1 a 0. Qué jugada, perfección, tres toques rápido. Un cambio de juego a la entrada, al movimiento que hace perfectamente de este. Ve que va a llegar Pulisic por el centro, la recentra con la cabeza y Pulisic muy atento para empujarla un golazo. En the famous call, as we heard from Andres Cantor, that was the Telemundo call. And you, did you know he scored a goal? Yeah, Andres Cantor, he's been, he's been doing this for years. Uh, you know, he's from, from um, Argentine uh, background and that is such a, you know, a signature call now across sports and yeah i mean you know it, it kind of never gets old if you ask me like i can just kind of settle back and, and and enjoy that and if you haven't done so already i would urge you even if you don't know a lick of spanish to watch a, at least some of a world cup game on telemundo um just the rhythm of the announcing while the game's going on and the ebbs and the flows and the excitement as as the crescendos build and that kind of thing uh, makes it worth the while and you know once again even if you don't know the language um it can add to the excitement of the watch all right uh world cup this weekend friday saturday we've got uh the knockout stage begins and uh give us a rundown of who we'll be hearing yeah so we mentioned um you know uh The number one team was strong in, in holding on that U.S.-Netherlands game. Still waiting to see exactly who's going to call the other games in the knockout stage. I mean, a lot of the matchups haven't even been set yet, but I, I think they're waiting to see exactly where the U.S. was going to be playing. There is that final day of group stage action on Friday, if you're listening to this on on Thursday or maybe Friday morning, if you want to catch some of that. Um, you know, these last few days of the group stage, like we mentioned, games happening at both Fox and FS1. Uh, Derek Ray's over on Fox uh, with Ali Wagner. I've enjoyed that team quite a bit. Um, South Korea and Portugal, that's the Fox game at 10 a.m. And then Strong and Holden will be on the Brazil game. No surprise there. Uh, 2 p.m. on Fox, uh, Cameroon versus Brazil. Um, Jackie Oatley, another play-by-player. Uh, -play uh, JP Della Camara as well. Um, they'll be in action on Friday. We'll continue to see them um, through the tournament as well. Tell us a little bit about Tom Rinaldi. Holy smokes, Tom Rinaldi. Um, we talked about uh, long travel um, quite a bit on this show and, you know, going back and forth from from Europe. And we talked to Sean Grandy as far as, you know, pulling off that M or, um, yeah, MMA and Celtics double uh, within 24 hours. And Rinaldi might have trumped everybody. This might be an all-timer. Uh, what he just did. You know, he started, he obviously had to get from the United States to Qatar. Um, and then on Tuesday of last week of Thanksgiving week, he flew back from Qatar uh, to the States where he worked on the sidelines for the Thanksgiving Cowboys Giants game. Um, and then he went from Cowboys Giants to Michigan, Ohio State on Saturday. He then did the Chiefs Rams game on Sunday. So that's three football games Thursday Saturday, Sunday, and then Monday back to Qatar. Uh, so back and forth he goes. And I've actually got him, you know, at least on the initial list I saw uh, back in the States this weekend for, for more NFL action. So this is pretty wild. I mean, that is not 
easy travel. I mean, I think it's it's some somewhere between like 16, 18 hours as far as getting from the States to Qatar, not to mention just the wear and tear on your body, the time zones, not knowing which way's up. And Tom Rinaldi going back and forth and, and cramming in all this football as well, not to match it, mention switching gears between all these different atmospheres in sports. So uh, hat tip to Tom Rinaldi of Fox. That, that uh, in itself is the fact that he's doing soccer one day, football back and forth. It's unbelievable. Uh, Tom Rinaldi. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. That is one of those stories where you're like, all right, you're changing uh, continents, you're going all over the place. Pretty crazy. All right, let's get into the football because Thanksgiving, we had monster ratings for uh, the NFL. And then, of course, we have a full Sunday slate. Yeah, so NFL, um, I didn't get to watch too much of the, of the Thanksgiving action, Mike, you know, so not really sure all went down there. I, I'm sure kind of business as usual as far as, you know, big ratings and, and the, the big crews on that game. I know there was a John Madden. Um, you know, tribute uh, throughout, you know, uh, really, uh, I think that's going to become an annual deal as far as commemorating John Madden and, and all he meant to the sport. And then, hey, we're, we're underway. You know, we're, we're in December already and, and coming down the home stretch of these these NFL playoff races and so forth. And, you know, if you're if you're listening to this on Thursday afternoon, uh, you've got a prime game again tonight. Uh, Bills Patriots with Michaels Herbstreet and Kaylee Hartung. And then the action gets going in earnest on Sunday. Just a couple highlights. Uh, Jets Vikings is the Iron Eagle Charles Davis team. Uh, Denver Baltimore is Kevin Harlan and Trent Green. Uh, Andrew Catalan, a former guest of the podcast, is on Steelers Falcons. Those are the CBS games. Burkhart Olsen Andrews and I believe Tom Rinaldi on Tennessee Philadelphia. Um, that's on Fox on Sunday. I'm not 100% sure about, about Rinaldi. Uh, Green Bay and Chicago, um, also on Fox on Sunday. Uh, Jacksonville, Detroit, uh, that's the Chris Myers game. Kenny Alberts on the Washington uh, Giants game. Uh, Miami, San Francisco, that's a 4 o'clock game out there in the Bay Area. Joe Davis, Daryl Johnston, and Pam Oliver on the Fox call. And Kevin Kugler, former guest of the podcast, on the Seattle Rams game on Fox. Nance Romo, Wolfson, that's the CBS 425 game. Chiefs and Bengals, um, and, and then certainly NBC, that's Colts, Cowboys on Sunday night, and then the Monday night game is Saints and Bucks. Got some uh, interesting names on the radio side. Ian Eagle, Jason McCourty doing Thursday night on uh, Compass Media. You've got Eagles in Tennessee. That's Chris Carino, Brian Baldinger. Uh, Baldy's been a big-time uh, guest on my show. He's excellent. If you ever hear him on the radio doing the breakdowns, he is really good on that. Him and Carino are generally the pair for Compass Media. Sports USA is doing Green Bay, Chicago. Josh Appel, Doug Plank, the former coach. Uh, you've got ESPN Radio got the uh, NFC East Giants watching. It's Steve Levy and Mike Tannenbaum doing that game. So I don't know that Tannenbaum's done a lot of games. He's going to do some color uh, for that game there. Bill Rosinski and Chad Brown on Compass are doing Miami and San Francisco. So that's a good game. Mark Kessinger, a former guest of the pod, 
uh, with Kelly Stauffer and Ann Fitzsimmons. They are doing Seattle and the Rams. You got Sports USA, Larry Kahn, and Steven Goskowski, the former kicker, is doing the game for Kansas City and Cincinnati on Sports USA. So that's a good one. Sunday night, you've got Ryan Radke and Mike Golick doing the Sunday night game. Of course, the uh, Compass Media has the Dallas feed as well, uh, as they always do. And then, of course, on Monday night, Westwood One's got Kevin Harlan and Kurt Warner back to do that game. So a lot of games on radio uh, as we uh, get down the stretch here. Yeah, and also um, worth noting, another Manning cast for that Saints-Buccaneers game on Monday night, gotcha. um, ESPN2 with, with, of course, Peyton and Eli. All right, uh, college football. We got championship weekend this weekend. You've got uh, some big ones, but we had some monster games last weekend too. Yeah, some monster games beginning with that Ohio State-Michigan game. Um Wow. I mean, what a result, too. I mean, Michigan uh, put in the hurting on Ohio State and uh, big time atmosphere. They're both, um, you know, uh, uh, big noon kickoff for Fox and College Game Day were there. Um, it was interesting. Uh, College Game Day was, you know, out on the field as far as their set goes. Um, uh, Corso was there and uh, did his headgear pick and so forth. He did pick the Buckeyes, so he didn't get that one completely right by any means. But, but hey, um, you know, uh, some great video also uh, when they were setting things up uh, that, that morning of Corso getting the crowd going, you know, with this little uh, helmet dance that he does in, in the crowd going nuts in, in Columbus. And then, you know, for the game itself, uh, Gus Johnson and Joel Klatt, on the call, uh, and as we mentioned, Tom Rinaldi was was there as well on the sidelines. Unbelievable, and this is how they opened up the game. Hi, everybody. I'm Gus Johnson along with my quarterback, Joel Klatt, and welcome to Columbus, Ohio, folks. This is the one we've all been waiting for, two versus three. Both 11 and 0. A win today means everything as these two teams eye not only a Big Ten championship, but a national championship. Gus Johnson with Joel Klatt, who a uh, very underrated team. I think uh, they do a really good job. Joel Klatt, to me, is one of those guys that I don't think gets enough attention. Yeah, you know, uh, he certainly does a solid job and, and knows those X's and O's, ins and out. And, and great to see just Gus Johnson in, in this, uh, you know, his usual form and so forth. If you remember earlier this season, he did have to step aside for the second half of a, of a game, and, and Joel Klatt had to take over the play-by-play role. But, man, I mean, uh, what a duo uh, for a game of this magnitude, and uh, they brought it, no doubt. And, yeah, I mean, it kicked off a wild day across the – uh, college football landscape uh you know the iron bowl was that day auburn alabama there was all sorts of rivalry games oregon oregon state and you know upsets here there everywhere and uh usc ucla that evening uh kind of a heisman trophy moment as well um and yeah you know college football really in uh, stride as far as this time of the year. Well, we got championship weekend. Starts on Friday night. We've got uh, the championship of the Pac-12, Conference USA. we got Big 12, MAC. We've got them all. So why don't we highlight some of the teams? Sure. Uh, Conference USA championship on Friday. That will get you started with everything. Uh, uh, Rich Waltz on the call for that one, along with Aaron Taylor. That's North Texas and UTSA, uh, the Roadrunners out of uh, San Antonio. And then Friday night, uh, Pac-12 championship. This should be a heck of a ball game, actually. USC-Utah, they played a great regular season contest. 
uh, Jason Benetti and Brock Cured on the call for that one. Um, and then Saturday, uh, big ones all day long, Big 12 championship at noon. Uh, that's the Fowler-Herbstreet-Row game. Uh, SEC championship at 4 p.m. Also the American championship at 4 p.m. Uh, American over at ABC with Dave Pash. Uh, SEC championship, of course, that Nestler, Danielson, Jenny Dell team. Uh, Big 12 champ, or check check that uh, Big 10 championship at night, uh, 8 p.m. Purdue, Michigan. Uh, that's the the Gus Johnson, Joel Klatt team. And then the ACC championship at 8 o'clock where a lot of the sizzle uh, got deflated out of this one after, you know, these two teams have stumbled down the stretch, North Carolina and Clemson down the road in, in Charlotte from me. Sean McDonough, Todd Blackledge, and Molly McGrath on that call. And all the games are on the radio, a lot of them anyway, not all of them, but uh, on the national market, I should say. Mark Kestersher, Kelly Stauffer, and Fitzsimmons, they're doing an NFL game. Friday night, they're doing USC-Utah on ESPN Radio. Uh, Mark Kessinger, a former guest of the pod. You can go back to the archives. Mike Cousins, a former guest of the pod. He's doing the Big 12 championship with Max Starks. That's Kansas State TCU. On the radio, you've got Mike Watts, Derek Rackley, and Olivia Decker. That's Westwood One. They are doing the SEC championship, LSU and Georgia. And then SEC radio on Learfield. Dave Neal, Dave Archer, Stephen Hartzell are calling that one. Compass has Greg Daniels and Tiki Barber. Uh, Tiki was a guest of the... Sports Media Watch podcast. So go to the archives. Uh, actually, it was this week. You don't need to go to the archives. It should be right there at the top of your feed. Tiki was on with TJ and John. They're doing the Big 12, uh, excuse me, the Big 10 championship, Purdue and Michigan. And then Sean Kelly is back uh, doing the game with Tom Ramsey. Of course, Sean Kelly was a former voice for ESPN Radio. He did the Florida games this year. He's getting the ACC championship, North Carolina Clemson. And that is a 8 o'clock start. So all of these big conference championship games are on the radio as well. And then, of course, man, college hoops. I have been all into the college hoops. These tournaments are all over the place. Uh, and I've been watching a lot of them. I got to tell you, Phil, you might say this every week, but I got to give a shout out again. ESPN Plus is the greatest invention of all time. Uh, I have watched last night. I'm watching High Point and Elon. I like to just check in on the broadcasters. You know, we're doing the announcer schedules podcast. I like to check in on some of these ESPN Plus games just to hear the presentations and some of these young broadcasters. So, e uh, High Point and Elon. I watched Tarleton State the other night. Uh, I'm watching a bunch of these games on ESPN Plus. It is a great invention, but we also have some big guys doing the games, including. Uh, former guests of the pod, Roxy Bernstein and Bill Walton. Yeah, Roxy Bernstein and Bill Walton made their, uh, you know, uh, season debut up in Oregon. You know, the, these uh, Phil Knight tournaments that were going on there, both on the men's and women's side, uh, using different venues throughout Portland. And Walton and Bernstein, um, <laughs> I mean, it, it, you know, it goes without saying, a, a Bill Walton broadcast is, is uh, you know, going to be, um, get folks attention, you know, uh, you know, whether you love them or hate them, whether, you know, you're laughing every step of the way, whether you get the Grateful Dead references, whatever it might be. But what was interesting this time around, because Walton and Bernstein, for that matter, primarily do Pac-12 games. And so that audience, you know, is very familiar with Walton. Well, because of this Phil Knight Invitational and the teams that were invited to it, North Carolina, Alabama, UConn, Iowa State, those were the games that Walton and Bernstein were calling. So there's a whole new fan base 
many of whom aren't used to Bill Walton in his style, um, it, you know, taking this in. And, you know, that North Carolina-Alabama game ended up going four overtimes. And, um, you know, there were some, some uh, facetious uh, tweets and so forth, like, wow, you know, you know, Roxy, you know, what a saint you know, being able to endure this four overtimes with, with Walton. But, you know, me personally, I, I love it. And it, it was a lot of fun to see them on, uh, you know, cover some of these other teams and so forth. And, you know, they're, they're back in action this week on the Pac-12 network together. And then, you know, we'll see Dave Pash and, and Bill Walton uh, before you know it on some of these games as well. Right. Uh, you also got an interesting pairing with Jason Benetti and Bill Rafferty. Onions, baby. Yeah, you know, uh, Jason Benetti, of course, you know, made the move from ESPN to Fox. You know, we saw him, um, you know, on a bunch of college football this season. And it was going to be interesting to kind of see, you know, where they're going to use him uh, beyond uh, college football. And, you know, they paired him with Bill Raftery for a game this past week. And I thought they obviously, you know, no surprise, uh, did really well together. So continue to keep an eye out on that possible pairing. And, you know, certainly uh, Raftery is one of my all-time favorites. Can't get enough of him. Last ACC Big Ten challenge. We know the Big Ten's leaving ESPN, so that challenge is getting scrapped in the future. Yeah, um, did get to enjoy a bunch of games there. And I I um, echo what you were saying, Mike, just about the sport of college basketball in general. If you're a fan of announcers and announcing, I mean, there's no other sport where you can catch so many guys um, you know, doing their trade as college basketball. I mean, on a given Saturday, there are so many games and so many announcers a- across the board. And then when you get to that ESPN plus side of things, um, it goes that much further that you can really, you know, take in uh, so many games, but also, you know, so many um, announcers at the same time. And one final note, there's another, um, you know, cross-Atlantic uh, trip coming up for some of these guys. Carl Ravitch, a former guest of the podcast, and Jay Billis are making the trip to London. So they continue to expose, um, you know, the United Kingdom on American sports, this time college basketball, the Hall of Fame showcase. Early morning, if you want something, or early morning, you know, relative speaking, I guess, on Sunday, 10.30 a.m. Maine in Marist on ESPNU, if you want to check that out. And then the big game on ABC at 1 o'clock Eastern time in London, uh, Ravitch and Billis will handle Michigan and Kentucky on Sunday. All right, and then we have uh, Jay Wright making his debut. We talked about him a couple weeks ago on the pod, so if you want to go back and get some thoughts, I think Jay's going to kill it. Uh, he's going to be an amazing uh, at this craft. I think you're going to really enjoy Jay Wright. You're going to hear him for the first time on Wednesday night, December the 7th. Yeah, I'm really excited about this as well, Mike, and, and certainly that's that's big up your um, neck of the woods. It's a Villanova pen game, you know, which, you know, a, wow. a historic rivalry. Um, obviously, it'll be uh, in uh, Jay Wright's comfort zone. Um, I did get confirmation Tom McCarthy will be the play-by-play man for this one and uh steve lapis will be part of the broadcast as well so a three-person booth john rothstein as a reporter so it looks like cbs is uh you know putting um you know uh some great names and some you know surrounding jay wright with you know veterans here and uh yeah it, i think he's going to be a natural as well interesting and, you know, though, what a way that, to kick things off that he gets his former team who is struggling uh to start things off to hear what kind of insight he might have on a team that is uh, in this market really struggling. Good early test to see just how, you know, objective he can be, right? Yes. I mean, it, yeah, yeah, two for, former, former Nova assistant, coaches, by the way. 
former assistant, now the head coach, right? So like the, you know, there's some close ties there as far as, you know, um, you know, obviously he coached a lot of these players. So, you know, I mean, I'm sure he'll handle it, you know, professionally. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's a great, in, in some ways, what a great early test, you know, to, to say, Hey, you're now a broadcaster, no longer, you know, the, the coach of the wild. <laughs> yeah. Cats. Kyle Neptune's the new coach, by the way, Steve Lapis, of course, also a former Villanova head coach. You got two Nova guys plus Tom McCarthy, who's the Phillies play by player. So he's in this market as well. Speaking of Tom McCarthy, take a listen to this last night. Had a lot going on since we went into the timeout. Now, we mentioned that there was a technical foul called on Liam Robbins, but then Jerry Stackhouse, as we went into the timeout, he just absolutely lost it. He was going after uh, Bart Lennox, one of the officials. He got one technical. There's Lennox, gave him a technical, and then he had to be held back by his team of coaches and he went after Lennox again and that's when Jeff Clark the referee gave him a second technical foul and ejected him from this ball game which obviously you never want anything like the first technical but you definitely don't want the coach being ejected in such a tight game 54-51 I mean it was a fever pitch you know just brewing and you know what happened Jeff Clark said Liam Robinson said, he said, on your head, he's tapping his head like that's to kids. Don't let me, I dumped on you. All right, so there you go. That is Tom McCarthy last night on CBS Sports Network. Uh, and Jerry Stackhouse, the coach of Vanderbilt, just absolutely incensed last night. He had to get escorted off the court by his trooper uh, to get him off the floor. Uh, but there's McCarthy coming out of the break and really explaining very well what happened. Yeah, you know, it's it's not easy to to sort all that kind of thing out. And plus, you know, you're you're really kind of watching, I would think, sometimes with in amazement when a coach is is going that berserk. And, you know, it's getting to the point, you know, when when you start to see police officers and security start to approach the the, the situation that, you know, you're, you're worried about safety and that kind of thing also. But I thought uh, Tom McCarthy and Chris Walker did a great job you know, kind of, kind of handling that situation. And, you know, certainly uh, makes for some excitement there when you're calling a game courtside and, and that's happening. And Tom McCarthy has been a guest of our podcast and just kind of, you know, McCarthy, interesting, does the Phillies NFL games. And here he is on CBS sports network. I, I can't imagine a huge viewership for Vanderbilt VCU, but man, what a pro he does MLB NFL does college basketball. I mean, Tom, just so versatile. And uh, obviously last night uh, with that stack house got a lot of attention uh, for his call on that one. NBA uh, getting towards Christmas when the NBA really starts to jump into full focus. Uh, but we got a good one uh, on Friday night. Yeah, Friday night, Lakers in Bucks. I'm sure this will get plenty of attention uh, over on ESPN. Uh, Mike Breen and Jeff Van Gundy on the call. George Sedano uh, working the sidelines. And it's also um, another one of these NBA and Stephen A. Smith's world on ESPN, too. I haven't had the chance to, to check this out at all. I'm not sure if I... I will on Friday night either. Probably not. But uh, Pat McAfee is amongst Stephen A's special guest on that alternate telecast. And then uh, Bulls Warriors is the late game on ESPN. Uh, Ryan Rucco, Richard Jefferson, J.J. Redick, and Malika Andrews. I will say uh, Redick I really enjoy. I'm, I'm glad that he's getting a lot more. Ryan Rucco does a great job. But Redick to me is the one that uh, that stands out in terms of when I watch a game, I like to hear – what Reddick has to offer and add. So uh, check out that uh, Bulls-Warriors game if you get a shot on ESPN. 
And that'll bring us to the end of this week's pod. What do we got going, Phil? Where where, where will you be? Well, um, I will be handling a uh, basketball game this weekend on the on the campus of Brevard College, Division Three uh, women's basketball on Saturday with uh, Brevard College on the Brevard College, College Tornado YouTube channel. Um, unless some bowl opportunity uh, comes up uh, last minute, um, I think I've put a bow on uh, my uh, fall sports and college football season. So just want to thank the announcers who I got the chance to work with on a, on a talent statistician side of things. Eric Collins is who I work primarily with over on uh, Fox, Adam Alexander. I got to work game with him this past week, Arizona and Arizona state, Devin Gardner, uh, the analyst for all those. Um, also uh, earlier in the season, I got to work in the ESPN radio game with Chris Carlin and Sal Pal, Sal Pal Antonio. Uh, you know, I know a good buddy of yours, Mike. And then also I worked on the sec network with Mike Watts and Jill Lloyd. And so I just wanted to, Thank all them, um, you know, for them um, giving me the opportunity to, to work with them alongside and work behind the scenes on those broadcasts. And, you know, looking forward to plenty of hoops in the next couple of weeks and upcoming months. Speaking of Sal Pal, I know he next week he's going to be back on the radio uh, with Chris Carlin. Uh, he'll be doing Eagles Giants on ESPN Radio. So I already know that. Uh, I got that. Also, Sal Pal will be with me on the radio live. Uh, I wouldn't say in studio, but I'll be out on location on Mondays, I'm at Ocean Casino in Atlantic City at the Sportsbook, and Sal will be joining me for the final hour of my show. Um, I call the game, Phil, on Thanksgiving Day that actually the play made Center top 10. Um, there was a high school football game here in Jersey, Holy Spirit, Atlantic City, the 94th game that they have played on Thanksgiving Day. And Joe Lyons, the quarterback, to Cheyenne DeGraffenwright, the wide receiver who's a sophomore, uh, went up, caught the ball one-handed, and it made SportsCenter top ten, number four. And uh, I was on the call. Nice. Uh, great stuff, Mike. And, uh, hey. Let's let's get you over the top on that nor, nor, New Jersey Sportscaster of the Year award as well. To, to, well, to if I win, I'll top. be in North Carolina, I guess, to uh, accept the award, Phil, and I can come down and see you. That's right. Uh, annual event, I, I believe, over in Winston-Salem. Uh, you know, they've got that event. And, uh, yeah, very cool. And congrats again on that. And I'm glad you were able to, to get that uh, high school football in. I, I know that was something you were looking forward to doing. Yeah, I know. Uh, in fact, uh, uh, basketball is beginning uh, soon here in Jersey. I get a lot of college games and some bigger high school games, so I will be able to get some more. I'll do a lot of baseball this year as well, but uh, always looking for more opportunity to do some play-by-play. Just my schedule just does not allow me, unfortunately, so I kind of have to pick and choose when I'm available uh, to do it. But uh, looking forward to it. You know what else is coming up, Phil? The bowl season. So I'm looking forward to the bowl season. I'm actually planning – uh, I know this is on the opposite end of the state of you, I believe anyway, if I know my North Carolina geography, uh, but my girlfriend is an East Carolina alum, so we are lucky to see where they will be going bowling this year because I think we're going to go check out the uh, the Pirates at either – there's a couple options. One is the Fenway Bowl, one is the uh, Military Bowl, and there's a couple other possibilities, but those are the two that we're hoping for, one of those two. So I will be checking out the ECU Pirates, who I believe – the quarterback, Colt Ayers, I believe his father does the play-by-play for the ECU Pirates. How about that insight? Wow. Um, talking about, uh, you know, pushing your limits as far as making sure you're objective during a ball game. Right, exactly. Uh, I got to double-check on that, but I'm pretty sure I think his dad does 
the the radio broadcast for ECU and the kid apparently you know he's like an ECU uh, Greenville legend. I mean he played high school football there. Now he's been the quarterback there for the last like four years. He's a senior now, so uh, I follow all this ECU stuff because my girlfriend's there. But I am a WVUer. Tony Caridi, shout out to him. He listened to the podcast. He had messaged me for our conversation with Andrew Catalan. All right, there we go. Uh, that is it. Uh, for us on episode 26 of the Announcer Schedules podcast. I hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving. Don't forget, rate, review, subscribe to the Sports Media Watch feed. And uh, if we end up getting a special interview, which I am working on, Phil, I didn't even tell you this, uh, we might be doing something on Friday morning. And if we do, we'll get it out there to everybody. Uh, But always check the feed, rate, review, subscribe, like it, share it, and leave a comment in the Apple section as well and listen to all the uh, Sports Media Watch podcasts. All right, for Phil, I'm Mike. This has been Episode 26 of the Announcer Schedules Podcast. Save big money on your outdoor project now at Menards. We have everything you need to keep your outdoor power equipment running smooth so you can keep that lawn in tip-top shape or enjoy some time on your boat. Right now, all FVP, lawn and garden, and marine batteries are on sale through May 5th. Check out our entire selection of FVP batteries today and view our weekly flyer on Menards.com for more great deals.